Welcome to the Not Old Yet podcast, where we explore the subject of aging from a fresh new perspective. Each week, you will learn how to look, feel, and be youthful, no matter your age or stage of life. Tune in each episode to hear words of wisdom, stories of hope, and keeping it real advice from your host, Elizabeth Vanderveer. We got a beautiful story. everyone and welcome. I'm Elizabeth Vanderveer, your host of the Not Old Yet Global podcast. And I'm here today with my good friend, Sydney Taylor, a fashion designer and set designer and single woman in her 60s. And I am a single woman in my 50s. Hi, Cindy. Hi, good morning to you. Welcome. We're happy to have you here. Pleasure to be here. So today we're going to continue our conversation about online dating. And the reason is, is because a lot of us are doing it and it is freaking dicey at any age. And we are actively on a couple of apps or sites and we thought that it would be fun to share our experience at the same time that we cover the topic of fake profiles and how you might spot them. Because it's been reported up to 75% of profiles or even more, according to Sam Vaknin, are fake. But at a minimum, we know that there's a proportion of these profiles that are not accurate. And we're not just talking about wanting to put your best face forward here, people. We're talking about bots. We're talking about people that have ill intent and they're really trying to swindle us through our hearts. And I've been a victim, if you will. I've never actually gotten to the point of giving money away, but I've been asked and I've been misled with my heart many times. And at the end of all of it, you're often so ashamed and you feel so badly about yourself that we want to help you get some of the earlier warning signs recognize so that you don't get down that path, that garden path that then turns out to be a garbage dump. And absolutely, uh, we've been there. So uh, let's start with just talking about the signs of a fake online profile. There are a few that are quite consistent. And you and I have noticed this, huh, Cindy? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that's mentioned in this online article is fake power words. And I think that we can expand upon these, but I certainly see them. Some of the words are religious in order, and they particularly mention Catholicism. So if you mention that you're Catholic or they are, that's apparently a warning sign. Widowed, another big one. And Cindy, I'd like you to comment on that in just a oh, minute. Yeah. Female, so apparently women are targets more than men, but I certainly know men are targets. Advanced degrees, and apparently PhD in particular, is a code word. Um, engineer. So I think there's something about all of us that we're attracted to people that seem like they you know, know how to do stuff. And so apparently that's an attraction to the fake profiles and self-employed and royalty. They usually... <laughs> <laughs> so you were just sharing with me before the podcast started, Cindy, Someone was saying some pretty self-aggrandizing things to you, and I thought it was a big red flag. What did they say to you, and how did they say it? Was it an email? 
No, it wasn't an email. It was actually on their profile. Oh. And uh, in their profile, it was going on and on and on about how they are too, well, basically too much. They were saying that they are too empowering. They are too much for eHarmony. And so obviously this wasn't an eHarmony site, but they use that as an example saying, they don't even want me on their site because I am just too grandiose for them. Now, really, really, you have to be pretty exceptional to get booted off a dating site. <sighs> and it, it went on and on to where he was just so full of himself. And then when you really look closely at it, you can see the holes in his writing. The syntax is slightly off. And, and as you were talking about, you know, the advanced degrees, because not only is there a place in there that states, you know, your education level, mm -hmm. whether it's some high school, some college, a master's, you get it, right? But even though he's filled this in already in his paragraph, in his profile, he's saying, I'm very intelligent. Thanks for letting me know. I'm very, I'm very fit. I'm very outgoing. I'm very, everything is I, I, and everything is very, very. And it, oh, that's delete. Definitely a red flag. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, another warning sign of a fake profile is nonsensical messages. So you kind of just took us right there both grandiose, but then syntax is so important. Like you said, if they aren't getting their words in the right order, how about grammar? So I was just reading to you a profile or a message from someone on a different app that I got. And in the initial interaction, I had overlooked some of these grammar problems and spelling errors until I read it to you aloud. And I was like, oh, holy crap, this is really as not only surprising, but it's not what I thought. But yeah. regardless, this person, in addition to their syntax and grammar errors, became very aggressive and very unattractive for a whole bunch of reasons. The first one was that he lied about his age. So he put 55, and it looks like he might be 30 years older than that. I am not kidding. And then he said, hello, my fair lady. I'm so-and-so. I'm an, I'm a older guy, not an older guy. I guess we know there's not gonna be a Mr. and Miss Wright, but we can get something very good. Read the profile and, not and, and see if the man is good. Message if I can make you happy. Warmest wishes. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, interesting. I think I read it. I may not have even seen it. But wait, there's more because that wasn't <laughs> fast enough. I didn't get oh, wait. <laughs> there's more. Of course I there's do. more. All of this is in caps, okay? Complete oh. caps. Lady, fine. How about a chat? Nothing. I didn't answer him at this point. Another one. All caps. What did I do wrong? We were the perfect match. Now it fizzled. Too bad for me. Those are two handsome men. Your sons, very good work by their parents. I mean, come on. 
This dude yeah. is now flipping me out. It's like the only reason why I saved it was to show you guys. I mean, that kind of, you know, just over the top harassment, wrong grammar, wrong age, lying about your age. I mean, this is where I get to the point with these apps and it's like, why bother? And why do these guys think that that is actually honey to apply? <laughs> you know, coming at you with a, a freight train saying, you know, I don't know. Do we do that to them? I doubt it. I hope not. That seems like a testosterone thing, but I don't know. That's pretty gnarly. I think it's a spam thing, to be honest, because who speaks like that in regular languages, in regular conversations? Who actually speaks like that? I have I agree two, with you. I have two recently that one of them, and, and I've had two separate ones, but now going with this one, there have been two like this one. And both of them claimed to be widowers. And the stories were almost identical. Mm. And both of them were saying, I miss my honey. I so sad, not I'm so sad. I so sad. I, I want my honey. Please, you, you know what I talk of. So and can I ask you, did you put widow in your profile? Yes, because they ask, are okay. you, have you never been married? Are you divorced? Are you widowed? Those are the three choices. Well, apparently putting that in your profile makes you a target for these assholes. I mean, literally they're it, targeting. It does. Yeah. Right. Because they are preying on the fact that someone has lost someone. They don't know how long ago. They don't know the situation. But both of those were written from the viewpoint that you will resonate in their loss, their feelings uh, that they're going through, the, the mourning process. And clearly, anybody who is still going through a mourning where they are truly grieving their spouse is not going to be on a website looking for somebody else because they're still too connected to their loved one. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's a big clue right there. And then the syntax is off. And of course, there's spell check now. So the Oh my gosh, there's grammar check, there's Grammarly, there's spell check. I mean, yeah. come on. Like if they really wanted to make a good profile that would really be tricky, they could. But it's almost like they're so freaking lazy. But we overlook this stuff. Right. Like, right. And you know what? It's biologic. It's not our fault. They've shown again and again in studies, like if you put a sentence up and you transpose some letters on a couple of words, but the person knows what it should say, they just overlook it. They don't even see it. So mm -hmm. these are things like, I was shocked when I actually read you some of these things. And then I saw the grammar errors, the spelling yeah. errors, et cetera. So it's just a little tip that I just came up with that maybe you want to be reading this stuff aloud at a minimum to yourself, but maybe to your bestie as well. Mm -hmm. So the next tip is they only have one photo and that's a really good, well, I would say I won't talk or date anyone that only has one photo anyways, because they insist on seeing a full-length photo of me. I want to see right. a full-length photo of them. And several of them don't have any photo at all. 
I won't even look at them. I won't but, even read their profile. Right. Mine is auto, I auto delete right at that. But with the one photo with this first of the two widowers that had contacted me, they sent a message to me. And, and so right from the get go, there was something in the back of my head going, mm, something about this seems a little sketch. But, you know, I responded and I responded with a question. And it said that, you know, it was from my town, which is a larger city. And so I asked, what part of the city do you live in? And like most larger cities, you'll have pockets of neighborhoods that have their own little name, you know, Mm -hmm. Hollywood, uh, West L.A., for example, using L.A. as an example. And that's what people say. They just don't say automatically downtown. Right. Uh, people don't talk like that who actually live like that because it's it's pride of ownership. You know, they like to claim that, you know, I'm in Hawthorne or, you know, I'm in King's District and, and so forth. So that was a little bit of a clue. But when they said that, and, oh, they also said that they were an engineer. So... <laughs> Uh, it, it's all, it's very easy to say you're an engineer, but if you're in, you know, a certain city, it's fair to say, great, what firm? Right. But with this one, there was only one photo and they commented that they like to travel because I like to travel. That was another thing. Okay. So they saw that I'm a widow and they liked that in their profile and that I like to travel. But then again, most people do say, I like to travel. Right. Uh, so I asked for, I said, there's only one photo. Uh, how about sending an additional photo with one of your travel places? Ah, and this is where, this is where it became so blatant. They said, oh, this site, these, these site, these, like these. These oh. site is so difficult to figure out. Oh, God. Give me your email and I will send you a picture there. Well, all right. In checking around, once you've given your email out to someone like this, they can get into anything. Really? Yeah. And so... I I discussed this, yes, I discussed this with a friend who's in the IT business, and he says, never, ever give out your email on a dating site to someone that you haven't met face-to-face. Whoa, that's They can get so much information from you, about you, and so forth. I had no idea. He says, that's the last thing you want to give to them. Oh, good Lord. In, right. You meet them face to face first. And well, course, I know that they can tell a lot about your phone number. Like they can use your phone number now and it gets linked to Facebook and a whole bunch of other things. So like all your online profiles, that's happened to me. Right. Um, right. Even wow. if they only have your first name, if they can get your phone number, they can find out your last name, your address, your relatives, where you work what you do for a living, your birthday. Nah, it just goes on and on and on. Holy crap. Okay. So only one photo. I mean, if it's a full length photo, I guess I'd give them a pass. But I'll tell you right now, if you've got a hat and sunglasses on and it's just a headshot, 
you're done. I'm not even going to swipe on you because I don't know what's underneath that hat and I don't know what's underneath those sunglasses and I don't know what the rest of you looks like. You know what I mean? It's just so annoying. But uh, another interaction that I had online that was pretty funny, someone says, hi there, how are you? And I don't check these apps very often. So then he comes back and says, wow, really? Me? Did you ardently push the wrong button? It happens to me all the time. Smiley face. <laughs> but just in case you met with a typo, in case you meant to, I'm so-and-so. I've seen you and here, not on, and here. Now I just realized there's another typo. And wanted to talk to you. So hi. And then later. So it was an accident. And then I said, please tell me about yourself. And of course, nothing. But that kind of hostile, aggressive, angry, dudes, that's woman repellent. So here's another sign of a fake profile. They have empty profiles. So yeah. I know a lot of people overshare on their profiles. And if I look at something like today, I saw one and it was all a poem. And it was super long and everything rhymed. And I thought either... That's the way he thinks, and that would overwhelm me if I was with someone like that 24-7, or it took him five years to write that profile because it was just like over the top. And I thought either one probably isn't a good compatibility with me, but the idea that they don't communicate anything, like most of the apps have a place for you to fill in the blanks at a bare minimum, a few little sentences. Mm -hmm. And empty profiles are a bad sign because they're usually indicative of fake profiles. This one I really don't care about. It says empty social network. So a lot of these apps now are trying to link you to your social profiles, which first and foremost, ladies and gents, that's going right. to out you as to your identity. If you link your social media profiles, they're going to know exactly who you are. And you may not want everyone knowing on that app who you are. So I don't link any social media on my apps or my dating sites when I do them. Do you? No. It's just no, no one's business. Uh, another sign of a fake profile, they're famous or royal. Have you had any of those? I used to have royal way back in the early days of match.com. I had a couple of literally African royalty that contacted me. I mean, joking, it's not literal, but that's what they said they were. No kings, no princes, no dukes. Oh, girl, you're missing out. You're uh, missing out. You might want to try Millionaire Match. There's a lot of them on there. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. They're way too forward or flirty. Now, I should have saved my last one for that category. Way too forward or flirty. So I don't like it when people call me hun, sweetie, honey and they do it like they do it within a matter of hours after they initially contact you and for me it's like instant you know boot to the door right don't start saying things like sweetie honey hun precious i had a darling yesterday where there was a darling in there oh. darling was used three times and i think two sentences so Okay, I think darling takes months to say. Like, come on, really? This instant intimacy that we are all of a sudden just dealing with, like, who the hell are these people that just- And they wanna become your protector. 
They want to shelter you. They want to be the man you lean on. And really in these days, women can stand on their own. We don't need someone to, you know, be our knight in shining armor, you know, to come and swoop us and save the damsel in distress. We can save ourselves. Right. And finally, they request your personal information. So that's a a clear violation, you know, and there's a lot of people that recommend that you don't even let them pick you up at your place. And I'm, you know, kind of neutral about that, depending on how much you know someone beforehand in the exact circumstances. But if you lived alone in a home or something, I can totally see that. Any advice on that as far as? I don't. You don't well, first and foremost, no, not at all. Not at all. Never have. In fact, on social media, I don't list my relatives as my relatives. They're, uh, they're on there as friends. I don't list that for their security as well as mine. I don't list where I went to college, the universities I went to, nor the year. I don't know, not even the high school. I keep it very generic. Yeah. And the reason reason for that is I met at a travel meetup, this woman that just didn't seem to look like she belonged there, but I was curious at the same time. So I approached her, sat down next to her and just started talking and I became fascinated by her. And she was just, she looked like this very meek, somber looking, dated in her appearance, uh, grandma type. And this was an international travel group. And so she didn't seem to fit in. Well, I found out that she was a private detective. I was over blood. I just like, I was so fascinated with her. And so as we got to talk, she was saying, she says, uh, and I said, how does this work for you? because she's not exactly the Charlie Angels type. And she says, she goes, Facebook is my friend. And she says, people divulge everything out there. And she says, they don't have a problem with accepting a friend request from me. And she said, you know, I found this one guy that hadn't paid child support for two different women on five different children living in Louisiana. And this is on the West coast that I was talking with her. And she says, and I found him like in 10 minutes because he accepted friend request. And then, so that's when she went down the list. She goes, never put, you know, this, 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 this. So Mm. uh, that was years ago. Wow. Well, and nowadays I feel like it's changed so much too, that we're being monitored and tracked from so many different programs, from so many different apps and devices now that I don't know if it's literally possible to keep that anonymity, but there are things that you can do to avoid exacerbating it. And certainly linking your profiles to your online profile on a dating app, I think is a ridiculous thing to do. Another thing I want to just touch on briefly, we only have about 10 minutes left, but What I'm coming up against at 50, almost 54, is men that are retiring. And some of them are retired already. They're about to retire. And so as I'm looking at men in their 50s and 60s, I'm finding it really 
curious to find commonality with someone that's retiring. And I just would appreciate any input or experience that you've had on it because for me, part of the joy of being in a relationship is growing together and having new experiences and maybe even building a business together. I'm very entrepreneurial, but certainly it involves a meeting of the minds and being like-minded. So when I am meeting people that are either retired already and they're just kind of settled into their golf game and their you know, weekly routines and they're not really changing anything up anymore, I just wonder how you approach that. Like, what do you look for in someone that you're dating? I'm literally thinking I need to go younger. At 53 and almost 54, I'm saying to myself, wow, where are the guys that are ambitious, that are still killing it, that are still have goals and dreams? And what do you think? Well, actually, I do that same thing. And I feel I need to go considerably younger for that reason uh, and a few others as well. But I like and need the growth in me, in my work. And I, I want and need to have that in someone that I'm involved with. I need to know that they have a passion, that they're excited to get up in the morning to be able to jump into whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that helps keep us alert and energetic and involved, involved in life, involved in other people. And it helps the mind stay fresh. And if you've eliminated that from your life, you become stagnant and you, you settle. And you become complacent, I think. And it's almost like giving up. And so I look at my future as, you know, I've got another 25, 30 years at least, you know, down my path in front of me. And so I want someone who's engaged in life in all aspects to be able to go there with me. Mm -hmm. And when I see someone that at the age of 50, 52, late 50, 60, doesn't matter that they're already retired. Uh, that's just like, so not for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I was recently in a conversation, I'll call it uh, one date and several weeks of conversations with someone that was still in my decade, but retired for five years. So he retired very early. And, you know, that's awesome. Like hats off. I'm not saying I would love to be retired, but if someone wants to be and they're able to, God bless. But what eventually happened after a number of weeks is I started to ask myself, what are his goals, his dreams, his aspirations? Where is he headed in life? I see that he golfs frequently. I see that he's, you know, taking care of business and like we all do. But what I actually saw coming down the road for me was the potential to resent him because he's got his life all the way it is and he's doing it exactly the way he wants to do it, but it doesn't involve much. You know, it's a pretty luxurious life. That's awesome. I'm over here, you know, working 24 seven sometimes it feels like building these businesses and doing these other things. And my relationship with him was just taking up a tremendous amount of time and energy and attention, but it wasn't furthering any of my 
desires to learn more about him and learn where is he headed in life. And does he have anything on his schedule besides the next golf game or the next football game or whatnot? And the answer was, it appeared that he didn't have anything more on his schedule. And there was that natural curiosity about life that had changed. No, he just wasn't there anymore. And now it was winding down and kind of just closing in his life. It wasn't still expanding, new experiences, new travel, new everything. So for me, that was a red flag because would I love to be playing golf every day and living that life of leisure? I don't know. Maybe, but if I'm in a relationship with someone that's doing that, and then I have to say the piece de resistance was when we did finally get together a couple hours before the anointed time, it was put in my lap to plan the place and find the place and, you know, let him know what we were doing. And at that point, I was like, okay, peace out. I'm not doing this. I'm not developing a relationship for weeks in your hometown of sorts. And now it's in my bag two hours before the date to handle everything and figure it out. That's just not chill. And that in, you know, concert with the retirement And the loose schedule, you know, the light schedule, the this. Oh, and then there was a couple hour commute too, which also added to the pain. But my point is that finding like-minded people at this age of life, I mean, you're in your 60s. You're not slowing down. You're starting a new career. You're, you know, active. You're traveling. You're engaged in life. And I mean, no no joke, it may be even harder for you in your 60s than it is for me in my 50s. One of my biggest problems in my 50s is that all these 50-year-olds or 50-somethings want 20-somethings or 30-somethings, you know? And it's just like the 50-year-old woman, if you start to look at men in their 60s or late 50s, a lot of them are retiring. And it's, I'm not looking for a sugar daddy. And I'm not looking for someone that their only reason to get up in the morning is their hobbies, you know? What has your experience been with this kind of issue of retirement? The thing with retirement is that, again, I just feel like when someone retires early, they quite possibly haven't thought completely down the pipeline because Inflation rises like this, and most retirement, not all, most retirements are like here. And so at some point, this isn't going to be enough further down the road, depending on your longevity. And so that has a lot to do with it. But in regards to dating someone and then seeing them online saying that, yes, I'm retired, it's just that. When I couple up with someone, I like to talk about my day. I like to talk about my ambitions and my drive and what I'm going to be doing, not just tomorrow, but you know, next week. And by right. next month, I should have this. And, and I like that sharing mm-hmm. of you know, that person also being able to contribute to that conversation and sharing their their goals, their dreams, and so forth. And so much with those that are retired don't have that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's lacking in a relationship. And I'm speaking again just for me, 
So I can't do that. And so when it comes to online dating, I see that and you know, I really look closely at the bio of the person to figure out, you know, is this a possibility or not? Most times, no. Yeah. Yeah, really good points. Retirement at any age is dicey, but early retirement, people may just be really caught off guard by what they need to live. And um, that can be really difficult in a dating relationship. But I think the most important thing is just that commonality that you both are working and striving and, you know, staying active and involved. You've mentioned this on other podcasts that continuing to stay employed allows you to continue to have a social circle Mm -hmm. and keeps you interacting with people potentially of other generations even. I think what happens when we retire and what I've seen in a couple of these men is that they just aren't looking to expand their opinions. They're getting the same news from the same source every single day and they're doing the same thing. And it just can be, I mean, we can do that regardless of retirement. Well, here's an interesting twist too, because in looking at some of these bios and profiles and trying to weed through those that are fake and the real ones is I've also come to notice that an awful lot of them will say that they're retired, but they're looking for a woman of substance. <laughs> and that means you know, that wallet, ladies. If, if that's know. not a red flag, I don't know what is because they pretty much just told you what it is they're interested in, and that's your bank account. Yeah, well, let me tell you another warning sign is the men that like dating older women. And they'll put that in their profile. And what they really mean is they like dating sugar mamas. And I've had a couple of those too. And it's pretty clear. But it's very reasonable for a woman in her 50s or 60s to date a younger man. But they need to be successful and on their own and living independently, have transportation, that kind of thing. Right. You know, not just a boy man that's living at home, that kind of a thing. There's a lot of those out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't we know that? We both have seen it. Well, I really appreciate you uh, coming on board and telling us about some of your excursions in dating. In the next podcast, Cindy and I are both going to be joining Match.com, we think. <laughs> and then talking about adventures in dating on Match.com from two different states, two different decades, but beyond 50. And uh, and that should be comedic. Yeah, I literally, there's days that I think I could do a stand-up routine with dating in LA. It oh, is, oh, absolutely. It absolutely. is so humiliating. I, I think for our followers, they're going to have to, when, when it comes to viewing that segment, they're going to have to sit down with a glass of wine first and maybe even drink half of it before actually turning on because it's going to be pretty funny. I think. I think we should have wine too, based upon <laughs> what we're going to have to talk about. Oh my gosh. It's just It's a crazy, crazy world. I'm actually going on another date tomorrow and I'm going to a meditation class for the date. Now that's a very LA thing to do. And then we're going out for vegan afterwards. (laughs) I think it sounds kind of fun. It's a third date, which is, you know, amazing. And it was a setup through a friend, Cindy. 
member. That's the number one way that people, no, I'm sorry. It's the number three way that people meet in person. The yeah. first is in person. Like you run into each other at an event or uh-huh. the setup uh-huh. and, uh, excuse me, not the setup. And then the second way is online. The third way is the setup. So first way is in person, random or otherwise. And then the second way is online and the third way is in person. So I met this person through the setup and I would have to say it's been so much more pleasant than online dating. Online dating, I would love to hear from anyone that enjoys it. It's grueling. It's grueling. It's disheartening. It's comedic. It's depressing. It's shocking. I mean, when you open up your phone and all, you're not even thinking about like getting assaulted. And then you have someone coming at you again and again and again with all caps and bad syntax and terrible grammar and bad spelling. I mean, it's really, truly, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm getting carpal tunnel just constantly doing this and then going delete, 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 I, delete, delete. Thank delete, you. Delete. I think I do have carpal tunnel in my right wrist. But the other thing is that it's a numbers game. So that's why Cindy and I are going to go to Match.com because they have millions of members. And we finally decided that we would increase our odds. Now, you would think living in Los Angeles, the odds would be pretty good. But surprisingly, on some of these apps, there's still not a big database. With the numbers game, it is the database that matters. So Match has a very strong history in this area, and apparently they have more matches and marriages than any other app. So we're going to give it a try, and we'll report and do some live demos and things next time if we have the (laughs) strength to do it. Any parting words, Cindy? Oh, let's just recap a few of the, the warning signs for the danger zone in the dating world. So that, it, you know, we, we keep that first and foremost. We want, we want everyone to be safe and just remember some of these things. Yeah, well, certainly the keywords using these words like widow and royalty and PhD and all that stuff and uh, worry about grammar errors, worry about things that are too friendly and too aggressive worry about just one picture that's very unrevealing or my favorite hat and sunglasses. Right. Uh, so you can't see really anything. And then maybe you got a big fat neck or maybe you got a thin neck and then you're left going, well, what does the rest of you look like? And guys do this to, all, to us all the time. They want to see our photos. So right. I've asked many a guy for photos and if they don't answer, delete. Like I want more than one photo too. We're visual women. And then getting too close too soon, using those inappropriate (laughs) words, terms of endearment. And do not give out your email. Do not give out your phone numbers. Do not give out anything personal about you until you've established a comfort level online through that site and then decide to meet at a safe zone, someplace public. And if they won't meet with you, delete them. Yes. We've talked about this in another podcast. If they only want a text, that will soon turn to a sext usually. If they won't pick up the phone, if they won't meet in person, delete. Even though it's a numbers game, don't hold on to these losers because in the end, it's not helping your 
odds of finding someone good. It's just potentially going to take you down. So it's better to go to your inbox and have nothing there than to have a bunch of scammers and potentially fraudulent people there. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Cindy. Always love having you on the show. You're an amazing woman and friend, and I can't wait to get started on this and help our audience see what we go through so they can at least have some entertainment. It'll be fun. <laughs> if it'll nothing fun. else, it'll be fun to report back on it. I'm not sure about the actual dating. We'll have to see. Thanks so much. And hit that like button. And if you enjoyed this, please think about subscribing. I'm Elizabeth, your host of the Not Old Yet Global Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come.